0: Welcome to Unsigned 508. I am sitting here with Brian Cirillo of Death Cult Pharmaceutical and uh, your solo project, Lex Naturalis. How's it going, Brian?
1: It's going. It's going pretty good.
0: How are you doing? I'm very well. And we actually met, um, you reached out for a shortwave radio band to jump on the the punk invasion show that you put together at Scally's. And that was the, the first I'd heard of your stuff. And you're like what I would consider a true fucking punk rocker, correct?
1: Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I guess it depends on who you ask, but like yeah, I, I you, know, you know, I appreciate it. You know,
0: because some people, is like, I mean, I'm an old punker, so now I just look like an old white guy, but, like, you know, back in the day, <laughs> like, yeah. I used to punk shit up, but um, you seem to be someone that, like, lives lives the lifestyle of what punk is, not just as a music, but as a, a scene a community i guess yeah um because like I, I don't know if you're familiar with um, punk rock saves lives mm-hmm. yeah like, i know a little bit about that yeah and like their whole thing is punks give a fuck and like yeah. that's the thing that i think back certainly like in the 80s and like early 90s when i was a young guy but like people always thought that like the whole punk thing was like i mean it is like anti- a certain thing, but it's a a community of misfits that help each other. Yeah, I guess, and that's a thing that you don't find in a lot of, lot of scenes. So yeah, you're it, you're a helper,
1: correct? You know, I it's I'm really <laughs> glad that you brought that up because it's like it's been a struggle for like my whole punk life to like get out of the stigma of like well you're, you're in a punk band, right? You're going to break shit. Right. You know, it's like, you don't care. See, I think that's what you're getting at before is like, well, punk is about not giving a shit, not caring, but it's like, it's to me, it's like you could be, um, you could not care what authority dictates, but then you still care about regular people. Cause that's part of the problem is that like, for me, I can't speak for every punk or everyone, but like for me, it was the, the anti-authority thing comes first, uh, like not, not to say the music doesn't come first too, but like it's it's there, and that's like the thing that you care about—what's going on, and justice, and stuff like that. But it's like you know, you don't care what you know someone, you know, society thinks. Or like right. you know, it's like for me, it's like I smoke weed, or you know, like I. It doesn't matter, like if. And I know the laws are getting different with weed, and I'm kind of going on a tangent. But if, if I could put, a, I could put in to my body whatever I choose. Right. Right, and so it's like, you know, I don't care if, you know, there's a decree saying that I can't. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, in other words, like, the state— You, you, know, you care about don't the really things care. that
0: are important to you yeah. and don't give a fuck about the things that are supposed to be important to you, I guess. Well, yeah, like, yeah.
1: I mean, I don't really—yeah, it's like you don't—you care about what's right, you know, and it's yeah. like it's not caring— you know um the whole idea of like i'm trying to get away from the stigma of like sid vicious and And it's like you know i've been in bands with people who just like i don't even need to learn how to play i just want to get drunk and then like break shit and fuck shit up and cause problems for other people and like that's being punk and i was like you know and i actually one of the first shows i went to was back in 2004 it was um rock against bush with uh bouncing souls uh well it was like the east coast version so no effects wasn't there but like bouncing souls were there and uh a veil and like you know people were coming together and like uh, speaking out against war and stuff so i was like for me like growing up punk rock was not the you know it was not about like narcissism and and just like being a dick it was more like yeah people like you said miss were misfits coming together to you know help each other out you know of course in you know i've you help each other out within the community with booking bands and, you know, supporting people's work. And then, you know, there's also just like, yeah, just helping each other out when you're dealing with injustice or trying to spread the word about something. Right.
0: And it's a supportive that, th- you know, and you've been doing uh bookings, right? Like yeah. you've been putting putting shows together. Now, is that something super newish? Because I, I don't what like how how long have you been putting together like shows and.
1: Well, it's like it, it was a confidence thing at first because, uh, you know, it's like I know Brian Michael. Shout out to Brian Michael from uh, the band Terralite. He uh, is the only one of the only people that I knew in the 518 area because I'm not originally from here. I'm from Long right, Island. Right. So, you know, on Long Island booking shows at a dive bar or like a bar, you know, um Die bar or or otherwise it, it's it wasn't an uncommon thing in fact like where I grew up like open mics were uncommon like you wouldn't have an open like there's like the idea of an open mic is kind of like you know nobody really talked about that or heard of that on Long Island it was just like oh you just book a show. Or you get in touch with, you know, there's a couple different people, depending on what genre, right? You know, you get your street punk guy, your hard, you know, bare bones, like hardcore guy, your metal guy. And so different genres and scenes had their own, you know, group of people that would be booking shows at different places uh, from like Long Island to Queens and Brooklyn. And so it was just like, you know, you just knew who booked shows where. And it was just like, well, who's booking the show? And it was like. And to me, when I moved up here, it was, like, kind of a new concept to kind of introduce to people the idea of, like, you know, asking, like, oh, you mean, like, people would be like, oh, you mean, like, have one band there for, like, two hours and do covers, right? It's like, no, I mean, have five bands yeah. there, charge five bucks, and it's like, it's going over people's heads a little bit. But then, like, once I started doing it and like I had the confidence to do it, um, like I said, I think I said it on the la- on uh, in another interview, um, too, but... Uh, you know, I had a friend who like she wanted to have a birthday party at Scally's and she's like, I want to invite all my favorite bands or, you know, people that are in bands that I know to be there. And so I was like, if she could do it, I can do it. Like she did that like two years ago and I didn't think of it. And I was like, she basically booked a show like, you know, without like calling it that. So that's like I, I just got in touch with them and I just explained to them what my idea was. And they were just like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Like that'd be cool. Yeah, and I so. love
0: that. Just like grabbing shit and being like, you know what? I'm putting together. A, I mean, the first show you put together was what four bands, five bands?
1: Um, what was the first one? Is I'm trying to jog my memory. Under the Den was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was probably like four or five bands at, at each one. Um, and I did book shows when I lived on Long Island, but I lived. I moved here when I was like 21. I'm 32 now, so I had booked a show when I was like 19 or 20 on the island, um, and that went over really well. And and it's just something that like. You know, I had I just know how to I know that it's not that like a lot of people have the idea that it's like, oh, how are you going to do that? Like how and you just it's communication skills. You just you figure out what bands you want. Right. And you step one, one. create a group message, (laughs) get
0: everybody on the same page. But, But like and people don't realize that, too, is like being even in like a band, like a three person band or a five person band, that's three or five human beings that have their own thing that you have to bring together at certain times and that's hard yeah and when you get like five bands when you're talking about now you've got like 23 27 people that you gotta like keep in line and be like like do you find that that's uh, a fun challenge or or is that like a part of it that you that you don't like trying to get everybody together
1: it's it's a fun challenge um you know, uh, you know, there's obviously there's hiccups and things and like, you know, depending on the certain day and the mood. If, you know, I get a message from somebody and it's kind of like, uh, you know, something it's like a new problem have to work out. Like, hey, is anyone going to have like an extra whatever? Right. It's like for a second, I'm just like, <clears throat> then I kind of relax. And I'm just like, we can work it out. It's not going to be a deal breaker. Um, You know, it's like um, so we, we roll with the punches and work it out. I mean, um, but surprisingly, all the bands that I work with, uh, you know. Between Blase, Debris, Ice Queen, you guys, Shortwave Radio Band, Under the Den, like everyone's super cool, and it's like it, it just it just flows, and you know I didn't everyone was kind of on the same page. It was easy because what I do is I I don't like I ask uh, at least ten bands, like so I don't want ten bands, but I reach out to at least ten, right? And then you know we kind of process of elimination. You know some people don't respond at all, some people say they can't do it, and or like. What I actually like, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Like, so what I usually do is I, I set a date like way in the future, like two, three months in the future. Like, what? Like people are not, like, we're not thinking about like it was like back in like probably <laughs> December, January. I was like March, you know, 16th is gonna be the show, and like March, that's like so far away. I was like, yeah, it is. But guess what? Bands are like. Okay, like we don't have anything going on then. That's so far out, right? And so yeah, that'll be the first thing on the calendar for that month is going to be that show. So it wasn't that hard to like you know you reach out to a lot of bands, um, you know stay stay with the follow up, and then you know it's just some people are going to not be able to do it and say that date doesn't work for them, or you know they might not get back to you or whatever, and then you just keep. You just keep going with whoever's left, you know, and then I think another important thing that I do is the communication stays there when we, and you guys were saying it too, like when we did the, um, you know, group chat on Facebook before we have the show, like, you know, not a week before, but at least like a month or two before we like, you know, kind of all make sure we're on the same page, like with like a group chat for the actual gig. And then, you know, all the kinks are worked out and hopefully it goes off without a, with a Not a hitch or whatever.
0: Yeah, and and I mean, I, like I said, saw personally like how much work you put into the, the gig that we played with you, and there was four of us on that show as well, but like, it's, people... That aren't in bands or aren't putting shows together may not understand how much it takes even just with who's using what yeah okay you know this person's gonna bring the drums everybody's got to bring their breakables we got this person with the bass sam this yeah. this amount of mic you know it's so much work that goes up to the show yeah that uh somebody somebody's got to take the reins and it's you yeah know.
1: for sure and um so and w- it's just, uh, I don't feel like it's work though. You know, I'm kind of, right. I'm kind of a stoner, and I'm kind of just like, you know, hanging out. Um, I mean, you, you said that, you know, I'm a true punk rocker. It's like we well, should take a look at my apartment right now. You know, nothing looks like a real punk rocker lives there. But like, it's like, yeah. I mean, I just kind of, I, I'm hanging out. I'm jamming on my guitar i'm getting stoned and i'm just like yeah like i'd love to have these guys come and play a show like and so it's just like i'm like just cherry picking everything and i'm just like all right when you know um so kind of just i think the hardest part is that like um you know the sound the last time last couple times we've had to do it ourselves which we're not used to like we have all the equipment at least brian other brian does Um, Brian Britton, the lead singer of my band. And like, it's not just me, you know, it's not a single effort. I want to give a shout out to Brian, Britton, Irod, um, and you know, all the, everyone else, like, you know, my friend Adam and, and Cass and, you know, they help us out with, uh, Gear And just, you know, just making sure. And then Megan, uh, my friend Megan did the door last time and she did an amazing job just making sure everybody paid the cover charge. It's only five dollars and it's like for the band. So, you know, we we made that clear. And so it's like I have a lot of I have a pretty big uh, crew backing me up and um so that's something i definitely want to just say it's it's i guess it doesn't feel like work because i'm kind of just the director right right right. you're just hanging out with your friends it's all good you know my friends come together and like i have a really cool friend group where it's like you know you know in the past it's like i would have i've been up here so long and i've talked about booking shows and like in the past people have been kind of in like you know i let them discourage me and it's like you know that's insane you know somebody else takes care of that don't worry about that but then like you know with the People that I've been hanging out with the past couple of years, it's just like, yeah, like we're going to have a show and like, well, you know, we're all going to be there, you know. So like, let's make it happen. So it's been really cool. Awesome. So I guess we're we're uh, at that
0: point now where we should probably hear a song. Um, and, you know, we were talking before we got rolling. You've got the Death Cult Pharmaceutical and you've also got your solo stuff, Lex Naturalis. So were you
1: going to play one of each? Yeah, I think one of each would be a uh, Cool. Good idea. Uh, which
0: one do you want to start
1: with? Um, I think we should start with, um, a death cult pharmaceutical song. Um, we are, I just want to, you know, let you guys know we are playing at, uh, gem fest and you guys are going to be there too. Uh, we
0: are not going to be there. No, no, we're down. I got that wrong. We're down at Nipperfest that weekend. They're the same fucking weekend, which sucks, but you know, luck, luck of the draw. That's the thing about, well, yeah,
1: I know you guys are still doing that show, uh, the, the, the countdown
0: to gem yes we're doing yeah. the countdown to gem fest with seas atlantis okay. and actually it'll probably have happened by the time this airs june 17th i yeah. think it is it sees atlantis uh mean max and uh bright lights motion yeah is getting back together for that show which oh, cool. is for me like i'm fucking super excited i had no idea that was even happening until uh james posted the the flyer and i was like oh yeah
1: that's, that's fucking rad like <laughs> yeah uh but yeah, but yeah we'll so what dcp song all right which um, one um and let's see we recorded we got hardships i think that's the first one that came to mind when you asked me like if, to play a dcp song and um yeah this is just this is a awesome song that like means a lot especially um my friend from uh my old band novice recently passed away justin krakow and um you know, he's been through he went through a lot of hardships and so do so do so do we all and actually the show that Andy played with us yep. was um I think it was the 23rd March 23rd um and that was the day he passed away so he passed away and then we had a punk I was having a punk rock show I heard about it there and I was like well this sucks but guess what this show is gonna be like totally infused with my friend's spirit and like I think it was and and I think that so this song is kind of like my song for for my friend Justin hardships all right let's listen to hardships death
0: cult pharmaceutical and we'll be right back to talk to Brian Cirillo That was Hardships, Death Cult Pharmaceutical. Um, Now, you know, when we talk about punk, there's literally like a million different sub genres and subsets. You know, there's pop punk and post punk and hardcore punk. And like, what would you say? And I mean, again, there's a million influences you could pull from. But I guess going back, like, where did your love of punk come in?
1: Thanks. That's, you know, that's a good question. And it, it is true. There is a lot of subgenres, and there's a lot of confusion out there, especially nowadays. I think with the younger generation, it's like you see a guy with blue hair and like a spike jacket and you go emo guy. Right. <laughs> right, it's right. Like, uh, no. I don't know how you, I don't know how you got there, bro, but okay. But yeah, like, so, um, how did I get into punk? Like what, what really started it off? Um, I listened to, you know, I, I started listening to it like a long ass time ago, like probably 2001 as you know, and I was really little back then. Like, and I just, and so it was like something to me, uh, I think I just heard blink 182 or some 41. And before that, like I had just been listening to like what was ever on the radio. Um, had gotten like now that's what i call music and i was like the best track on here is what's my age again so i was like what what you know what other bands are like that you know and i kind of got an inkling like oh green day is kind of like that or uh lit is kind of like that and like i don't know and i didn't know it was if it was called punk or just rock or what it was but i was like that those bands are good and other bands suck you know i was like (laughs) 11 so i was like yeah and um So then I think what happened was uh, around uh, like like during the MTV2 era, there was like these MTV was doing reality shows and just stuff that wasn't related to music. And everybody knows that, you know, but then MTV2 and Fuse and these other channels were having like music videos for like six hours. And so one time they had like a I don't know if it was six hours, but it was like a three hour thing where it just said punk videos like you would just go on your TV guide and you just it would just say punk videos on Fuse and you just click it and then I was just watching it for like you know the whole entire you know time that the show ran and I just that's how I that one time I just sat down and I was must have been 12 years old and I was just watching punk videos I was like waiting to hear more bands like Lit and Blink-182 and I didn't and the only band that came on that was like that was like they played Basket Case by Green Day but after that they played they did a video by bad brains eye against eye they had um rancid uh bad religion um descendants were on that list of you got the shirt you (laughs) know so it's like i first heard descendants (laughs) i heard i first heard bad religion bad brains um sex pistols and and of course, I knew the Ramones, but I didn't really know that they were like the first punk band, per se. Right, I just right. I would hear them on the radio and just be like, oh yeah, they. I thought they sounded like Thin Lizzy for a second. I was like, oh, they're like kind of like you know, Boys Are Back in Town, right? And it's like, but no, and that's not what. So I finally figured out what I was, I guess you know, the whole story behind it and like you know, growing up, you know, in the early two thousands, there was a lot of punk uh, documentaries that kind of, if you weren't sure what it was really about. Back then, when it came out, punk attitude and like um, punk's not dead. The documentary came out in two thousand six, and so I kind of learned about it. I also got the book American Hardcore, and that was a really. That book is just an encyclopedia of like every single American hardcore punk band that like existed for in the nineteen eighties. So, I got like a crash course in punk rock, and uh, so yeah, that's you know, um, and it just the sound of it, like to me is. I got it. Like, especially, you know, there's different subgenres, but I think, you know, my favorite subgenre of punk is not any subgenre. It's, and I try to explain it to you, it's just straight up punk rock and i think that like i love hardcore punk and i love pop punk and that's kind of dcp is in the hardcore punk vein lex naturalis is in the is in the pop punk kind of vein but like for me like personally like there's nothing i love those two subgenres and stuff and i like a little bit of emo and and things like that too but my you know one thing that i always go back to is just like i love stiff little fingers i love dropkick murphys i love um just like, like, Boston's... I like the Boston's, of course, they have the horns, but even, like, I'm just trying to re- reiterate the sound that they have without the horns, and then, like, that's punk rock. It's like that four-chord, like, yeah, just... play like, hard,
0: play fast. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: it's play fast, but then there's that kind of, like, um, I don't know, it's kind of like a... Like an open-chord type of thing that they do, and it's like, I'm, I'm trying to think of the sound, but I think Stiff Little Fingers, Rancid, like, Ramones... Um, they just have like it's not pop punk, it's not hardcore punk, it's just punk rock, and like there's just that sweet little pocket right there. Swing and Udders have that thing too, and it's just like, and like sometimes you think like, oh, that's that riffs kind of sounds like a little pop punk riff, but then oh, the singer sounds like he's had like you know like forty two cigarettes yeah, yeah, and yeah. a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, right, like, right. <laughs> so I love that. I love that stuff. And hell yeah, but yeah, I mean in general, I like the rebellion aspect of it, the fact that it's like it's it's like a folk. It's like folk music. You don't have to be a genius at playing, and you can get up there and play if you know a few chords. And uh, I like the simplicity of it, but just like I like just the fact that just the most basic thing about it is that like it's just it's like old school 50s rock and roll meets hard rock, and then it just comes perfectly. It just comes perfectly. All so right. Leave it at that. Awesome. Um,
0: so let's listen to, you know, we heard a Death Coat Pharmaceutical song earlier. Now you said you were going to uh, play a Lex Naturalis tune.
1: Yeah, I, I think we can do we can segue into that now. Uh, uh, Lex Naturalis is uh, it's it's I never thought of doing a one man band. I used to be in a band called Archfiends Fiends uh, a couple years ago. And then like the COVID thing happened and then. All of a sudden, these one-man pop punk rap things started to happen. Like, of course, there's MGK, and then there's Kenny Hoopla, and there's a couple Mod Sun and a couple others. And so I would hear these guys and be like, "These are the the, some of these riffs are the type of riffs that I've been doing for years and just haven't done anything with. Like, they're just backlog riffs and stuff that I just jam out on guitar. And I don't have. I was like, you know what? I don't need to form a whole band. Like, I can just release this music like even cj ramon like he has his solo stuff it's like i could just play every instrument on the recording and release it and so that's what this is all about um and there's more to it on my website and but like this song uh i, I did a, a four-song ep called emancipation back in 2021 um but the song i want to play is one that i released last year um as a single uh it's called the ancestral mind and I think that even though it it has a pop punk feel to it, it kind of is. Um, it definitely exemplifies what I was just talking about with um, just the straight up punk rock like sound, like with no extra frills, just straight, uh, straight ahead punk rock. It's definitely a song that's influenced uh, by uh, you know like Dropkick Murphys or like even Cockney Rejects and just uh, stuff like that, like a little bit of an Oi influence to it. Um, and so, and Bouncing Souls are another band that I can't can't talk about enough as an influence on my music. And you know, I think you'll hear that. Um, there's a little bit of AFI influence too. So it's kind of all over the map. But like, that's you know, that's a huge. I think as far as the influences go, like um, Nitro Records, Epitaph Records, Fat Records bands in the '90s, Hellcat Records bands, like in that '90s era. Like, that's a huge thing for me, and it's not really, like, um, it is kind of popular. I feel like in other places, if I go to California or Seattle, and people will know what I'm talking about with those bands, because those bands play out there a lot, and there's festivals with those bands out there, but, like, Here in Upstate New York, I think you're like one of the only people that I really know. Like, like,
0: yeah, when you, I knew you were gonna say Hellcat because, like, that Hellcat's um, the best of Hellcat Records uh, playlist on Spotify is on constant rotation in this room. Like, that's the shit. Like, I love that. And like for me, that's you know Descendants and Bad Religion. And it was about the same as you. You said you were ten or eleven. I was ten or eleven, except for I'm fucking fifty. So like, you know, I'm talking. When I was, you know, 13, 14, it was, like, 86, 87. And, like, that's, like, I remember falling in love with Descendants and then finding out that they weren't a band, you know, because they broke up for a while there when Milo went to college. And then I remember when they got back together in 96, like, I got to go see them uh, at Warp Tour. And, like, I've been, like, and that's, again, you know, and a lot of people, like, Descendants for me are punk you know yeah. like descendants and no effects are my two favorite bands okay, pretty yeah. much of all time and they're definitely poppy punk cuz they're not like a hardcore punk but they're still Part of the fucking dialogue yeah. you know what i mean they're
1: they're just they're on the cusp and it's like i could not like people will have referred to no effects and even propaganda and descendants is like right. oh pop punk but i'm like uh, i don't know man come on like they're not much more popular than remote like right right, right. Just, you know it's and like, i mean so,
0: pop punk now is almost kind of become a genre rather than what it actually is supposed to mean yeah, like a really yeah. popular punk like you know yeah. you ask the average person hey what do you think of the descendants are gonna be like the who what yeah. how the funny thing yeah. is a
1: lot of people my friends that like pop punk it's like you ask, like you know newfound glory or real friends or uh yeah. any of these bands if you ask them hey man what's your favorite band they'll be like descendants absolutely Look, and you yeah. know so
0: and i mean really, there to me there's nothing wrong with pop punk no like, no you punk, know i like all that shit i like it from you know the Dirtiest street punk to like the most polished. Like I mean, and I love Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, I like him and, too. And you know, people used that... to give me shit back in the day. You yeah. know, and I was like, I don't care. Yeah, like I like that.
1: That's a big thing too. Like you know, before we get into the song, it's like I just don't care what people think like all all my life it's like the pop punk kids are like fuck all that hardcore punk shit they have no talent the hardcore punk kids are like all oh, those pop punk yeah. kids are fucking pussies and shit and you're like, and I, it's like, just like I like it all so <laughs> yeah. fuck y'all yeah you exactly know? all right so what's the name of the song we're An, gonna hear uh the ancestral mind the
0: ancestral mind all right so let's listen to the ancestral mind uh lex naturalis and we'll be right back to wrap it up with brian cirillo <laughs> So that was the ancestral mind lex naturalis and uh brian cirillo uh brian i want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to uh drive out here i know it was actually on short note usually i book or you know schedule a couple weeks in advance and i was like hey when do you want to do this show and you're like tomorrow and i'm like cool so it was it was it was nice that you are that readily available to come uh come say hi to me and shit so Thank you. But before we go, uh, like I do with all my guests, I want to give you a chance to say your gratitudes, highs, hellos, your whatever. Basically, microphone is all yours.
1: Awesome. Well, thank thank you first and foremost for having me come out here. Um, it, it was really cool. I, I like to see places that I normally don't drive out to. So <laughs> out I saw like a green country. pond yeah. out here. I was like, "Wow, that's cool. I never seen that." No, I but, know exactly where, where you know you're what talking what? about. <laughs> it's really nice, you know. So um, appreciate you 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 considering me for doing this podcast. I love podcasts. I love to talk, and and I really appreciate you uh, giving me that opportunity. And as far as who I'd like to thank, you know, otherwise I'd like to thank my um, You know, I was actually um, in between places. I don't want to say homeless, but like I was in between places for a good three or four weeks. And and I just want to thank everybody that helped me out. Um, Megan, Mark, Nicole, uh, Adam, uh, Brian Britton from uh, DCP and our new bass player. Love to thank her. Flora Stargazer. She's fucking awesome. And, um, yeah, I'd like to thank Ed from Sweet Side Records. We actually have a show coming up June 16th. Um, it's going to be Pride Night. Um, so we're going to celebrate LGBT, uh, Pride. Uh, I'm actually bisexual. Uh, we got our bass players is transsexual, So, you know, we're, we're trying to just be, you know, be representative of that for June, which is Pride Month. So we're excited about that. And I'd like to thank, um, everyone that supported us, you know, um, You know, Mike from Googs, but when that was open, uh, Jason Irwin, um, you know, even like 42 degrees open mic was something that we really um, got kind of got our start at as DCP and even Lex Naturalis. So, you know, um, shout out to those guys. It's my family for supporting me and being there for me. Um, You know, my brother, Matt. And uh, yeah, so it's just everybody just being really Supportive and cool and, you know, yeah. Friends, family, that's what it's all about. And the community, and the whole music community. Brian Michael, can't forget him. Gemfest, Um, of course, you guys. uh, And uh, all the other bands, you know, that have played uh, at my, at the, I guess we call it. We we're gonna call it alt rock night. But then, you know, every single show it's alt rock night. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's punk night. Last time we did thrash night. I got one coming up. It's not. There's no specific date, but just to let give people a little bit of a teaser, punk versus metal night. It's gonna be a thing sometime in the next few months. So just be on the lookout for that. <laughs> right on.
0: All right. So that is Brian Cirillo of Death Cold Pharmaceutical and Lex Naturalis. I am Andy Scullen. This is Unsigned Five One Eight. I'll see you on the road. Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullen. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 508. Thanks for listening.